You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome to the Jay Barker Show. It's Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Alex Bauman, our intern in the studio here at AVX. And we got Josh at the Crawford and um, down in Tuscaloosa at our flagship station, Joe Gaither and Hardy. Awesome. So uh, it's all good. Uh, it is not all good when it comes to being an old man in the South. And people say you get used to this weather. You do not, if you're me. Uh, you know, I'm walking in the car this morning. It's already 90 degrees. I think now it's 91. We're headed for a high of 96. It never got this hot or certainly humid in Nebraska, did it? No. Just... It, it, it got this hot temperature-wise, but not the humidity. Right. It, it's the humidity that is crippling here. And, uh, no, I, I've never gotten used to it. Um, you know, I, I tell friends of mine who have never been here before that it, it, it's hard to go outside in the months of July and August because of the heat. Right. And, and where I'm from, you don't go outside because it's cold. 
I mean, uh, you know, I went to St. Olaf College in Northfield, Minnesota, and you couldn't go outside the month of January because, uh, and we had what's called J-term. We had a 414 system. You take four classes in the fall, one in the month of January, then four in the spring. And so in the month of January, you're, you're just on campus. You have one class. You take it every single day. And uh, getting to and from class was, was really rough because it, it, we were up on a big hill. I mean, our campus is called the hill. And so there'd be like, you know, 30 mile an hour winds gusting through and it would be already, you know, temperature outside is negative six. You're looking at a wind chill of like negative 30. Does it knock you back down the hill? Uh, it, it, it it takes your breath away. It, it, it is so cold, so cold. And this is just the uh, wow. exact opposite. But I will say once I moved down here uh, and, and experienced the weather in the uh, spring and, and fall and winter, I made the choice very quickly that I would never move north of the Mason-Dixon line again uh, because it, it, it really is. It, it's the weather. But uh, the weather is, is wonderful here except for these two months of the year, and, and we're getting into it. And uh, in talking with uh, James Spann, our buddy, uh, I think we're in for a really, really hot stretch here coming up. Yeah, uh, like almost 100 for, <clears throat> it looks to me like seven or eight days. So, all right, stay inside. Please take care of your puppies and, uh, and the elderly. And, yeah, that's probably me now. Anyway, I had a great weekend Friday night. My uh, grandson played Little League All-Stars. They lost in the semifinals, 25 to 23. What a battler. What a game. And then I got up early Saturday morning and went watched my um, four-year-old daughter in a dance recital. Now, I'm sure you've been to something like that or akin to no, it. No, you know, my girls, uh, they're five now, and they have shown no interest in dance. Well, she, uh, at the end of this thing, and she took this thing for like a semester or so, whatever. Um, you know, she's all pretty, and they do their little dance and all that. And we're taking pictures afterwards, and she said, Ella, did you have fun? Yes. Ella, you want to go again? No. She likes uh, tumbling and gymnastics. Dance is not her deal. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so on, on Sunday, I, I t- gave a, a talk to the Alabama Sports Writers Association and uh, just sort of went over uh, book writing. Uh, Christopher Walsh, our buddy uh, from Bama Central, is the president of it. And, uh, in, and, um, I, I talked to, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 different writers, uh, at, uh, uh, in a room at the Alabama sports hall of fame. And when I was at, when I was there at the Alabama sports hall of fame, I was reminded it is the best state hall of fame in the country. No question. I mean, it, it is just unbelievable. Um, but, uh, there was a banquet last night, uh, which I didn't attend, but, uh, you know, Chris was in charge of uh, coming up with the 50 sort of most influential sports writers, uh, people in the, in, the, in the newspaper slash, uh, I guess, newspaper business uh, uh, of, of all time. And, uh, I mean, newspaper and, uh, you know, online stuff. And so I, I want to go down this list, uh, Matt, and just get your gut reaction to a, a couple names. Um. Well, sure. I, I um. I mean, you know I, all these guys. I, I got to say, it was, it was a little, a game or five it was a little challenging giving a, a talk about writing to a room full of writers. Uh, 
I mean, yeah. you know, I and, would be and, a little intimidated if it yeah. were likewise in broadcasting. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I mean, would manage. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to be telling these guys what to do. But uh, you know, so I just reflected on my own career, and and uh, you know, I I've written some uh, documentaries and uh, you know the books and stuff. But are in 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 this this number number uh, one person who's a really good friend of mine. He's on faculty with me at Alabama, and that's Tom Ehrenberg. Uh, did you know Tom yeah. when he was, uh, he was the, uh, sports editor for, uh, at the Birmingham news yeah. for about 18 years. Yeah. And I, I knew him more as an editor yeah. I and mean, I knew he wrote and occasionally he would write a column and I certainly respected his work, but based on the guys that he had, and I can't remember, I'm sorry. I don't know if there were any females on the staff. I'm not trying to be yeah. feministic or yeah. whatever, but for 18 years, he had a lot of writers on his staff. Now a lot stayed for a long time. But I would think his Hall of Fame uh, contribution would be just keeping those guys in a corral. Yeah, no, he, uh, and, uh, and an editor has to do that. And let's fa- there are egos involved, and I'm not saying there were a lot at Birmingham News, but you have to deal with them just like a news director has to deal with the different egos that are at a television station or a radio station. So if if I were to put, you know. Uh, you know, list what he's in the Hall of Fame for. That would be Top Dog Big Cheese number one. Yeah, uh, he, he's he's great. And uh, when he was sort of kickstarting the second act of his professional career, and that is being a professor at Alabama, he was getting his master's degree at Alabama at, at Alabama, and he took a couple of my classes. <laughs> so and it was cool. pretty. It was pretty strange having him uh, be in the students. And I, I, you know, what I did on so many classes, I would just turn it over to Tom because. Uh, I'm not an I'm not an editor, and editors have to deal with different issues than yeah. than writers do. Um, okay, uh, do we cl- have editors anymore? By the way, I think they're not many, lost. Not though. many, not many. Uh, and I certainly appreciate the value of a good editor. Uh, Clyde Bolton, uh, Clyde Belton from Georgia, uh, where he has that perfect and, and Southern Clyde and drug. Mike, Clyde and Clyde Mike, and Mike. Yeah. Uh, both uh, outstanding people. First of all, uh, I have known them all for both for forty years. Clyde was an unbelievable columnist. Uh, Clyde always told it like it was. Uh, Clyde didn't show favoritism when it came to Alabama and Auburn. Um, you know, he, he probably covered Alabama more, but you'd never know it in his writings. Um, he, he was a great, he was a good road guy. How about that? Yeah. I don't know that that's part of the hall of fame, but you and I know what that means. And then Mike really opened the door and continues as far as outdoor writing is in the state. Uh, we didn't really have much of it before. Really, uh, I would have thought uh, that there would have been that would have been yeah, a big beat. Well, now I moved here and he was already doing it, so maybe there was a predecessor that I'm unaware of. But if there was, and with all due respect to them, he took it and he grew it, and it's not like it used to be because newspapers are not like it used to be. But that's what I'll remember for those two. Uh, Charles Goldberg. Uh, Charles was on the um, Post Herald, right? Yes. Uh, and he, then he worked. He, then he went and worked at um, uh, uh, for Auburn, uh, basically the Auburn yeah, website. I yeah. think he came here to Birmingham when we got the horse. Drive. I'm sorry, he was at the Birmingham News. Excuse me. Oh, he was. Yeah. Okay, I think he came here as like a horse rider when we got, and that may be the case. But uh, I believe it was Goldberg that was in Charles Barkley's mother's living room when I did that story on Barkley getting drafted and his mother serving all that food, and it was wonderful. And um, but. So, um, it seemed to me like his area of expertise would be maybe what you'd call non-revenue yeah. or Olympic sports. 
Now, if I'm wrong, Charles, accept my apologies. And um, the late, great Cecil Hurt, rest in peace, Cecil. I don't know where to start with him. Yeah, we could do a whole show yeah. on Cecil. Um, well, maybe wonderful we'll... guy, wonderful writer, uh, immense loyalty to his papers and so forth. I mean, that guy could have been... He could have gone. He could have left New York. The, yeah, didn't he get oh, interviewed absolutely. in New York? Uh, he could have uh, gone anywhere. I mean, also, he was just terrific. I'll also remember that um, he is also from the Rocket City. He's Ron Ron Ingram. Ron Ingram really developed and grew the high school sports to. And in, I mean, their coverage went to where they almost had some kind of stringer at every major high school game in the Birmingham area. Um, and he's now doing a terrific job with the Alabama High School Athletic Association. He's been on their staff for, I guess, what, 10 years? Um, but his memory is unbelievable. He can tell you who the starting quarterback was for um, uh, Dora in 1982. Don Kausler. Don Kausler was uh, – he had the unenviable task of being Paul Feinbaum's boss and editor. And uh, with all due respect to Paul um, – Paul's, a, you know, he had he needed a really good editor. Is that is that a nice way to put That's it? That's fair. Um, uh, but he also came back, didn't he? He was there, and then he came back. Uh, he's a good writer. He's a Missouri guy, isn't he? Yes, I think. Yep. Um, I had dinner with lunch with him just a couple of uh, months ago, when maybe it's a year when Bill Lumpkin Senior passed away, and wonderful conversationalist, wonderful guy. Um, made his mark more as an editor than he did as a writer. Mark McCarter. Uh, we probably need to take a break. Yeah, it's a well, great subject on. for it me. Is, it well, is. We'll pick it up later in the show. Yeah, but uh, Mark's real quick now about in Mark. Huntsville. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You want me to talk about it? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, loves minor league baseball. Wrote a book or two about it. Uh, he also, and I'll bet you met him on the NASCAR beat. Did you not? Yeah, I, I've known Mark a long time. Not not real well, but I, I also it's important to note too that you know you traveled with all these guys, and I'm yeah. sure you had so much fun. And it, that's the great thing about um, one of the great things about this profession that maybe doesn't exist as much anymore is the camaraderie yeah. of the group. Even though you're competitors in the press box and and uh, you know trying to get a, a, a story and. And you want to con- try to conceal kind of what you are focusing on. Those uh, late night hospitality suites, everything's Ooh, free. Oh man, those are really good times. I'll tell you something about uh, most of those guys when we get back. Uh, back, that's special to me personally, but I think people will understand it. Is that okay? We you? you bet. Let's do it. All right, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show, and we are back. You're watching on Bama Insider through YouTube and what's our other platform? You can go through um, Facebook. Uh, of course, you're listening on our many affiliates, including Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling afternoon, hazy sunshine, a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today, 95, tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. Afternoon showers and storms will stay widely separated. The high, 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 93 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
change does that bother you at all? Nope. I didn't even think about it until I'm going to have You were talking about the top 50 writers that were put together in the state of Alabama, which, by the way, was fascinating. Great job, Chris Walt. Uh, one of the things that a lot of those guys you mentioned, the, particularly the veterans, when you first got into television back in the late 70s and early 80s, writers were not real fond of TV guys. They got in the way. True. They were all good-looking, except for me. But, you know, they were, uh, as Ray Mellick once called us, hairsprays. And at one time, <laughs> believe it or not, that applied. Uh, and I turned around and called him an ink-stained wretch. So that went back and forth. But those guys, uh, instead of keeping their distance, took me under their wing. And I was young. And I needed, I needed advice, especially from a seasoned veteran like a Clyde Bolton um, and a Wayne Martin. And I could keep going, and everybody I would name would be on that list. But that's the point I wanted to make is that there's one thing about being a really, really talented writer and a really good editor. Um, but the basis of everybody on that list that I know of is they were a good person to begin with. And uh, and we're going to keep going through this list later on in the show. But I'll, I'll uh, amplify what you're saying because when I moved down here from New York in 2004, still working for Sports Illustrated, you know, I, I didn't know any any of the people that we've mentioned. And uh, by and large, the Alabama sports media core just really embraced me. You know, and they helped me. They helped me at Talladega. They helped me uh, answer any questions I had about covering Alabama, covering Auburn, and uh, you know, there was no uh, there was no hesitation. You know, and and and, and I've remembered that, and I've also cool. remembered the people who weren't so nice. Yeah, I bet. Probably, uh, but but they for the probably mo- come to mind quickly. But, yeah, but, yeah, it's funny. Who are they? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, ha-ha. <laughs> All right, uh, hey, let's uh, let's talk about Auburn baseball. Oh. Uh, Fascinating stuff. I, I watched Saturday night as they won a, a real drama game in uh, the final, I believe, it was seven to five. And then yesterday, Oregon State clipped Auburn by a score of four to three. So that series is even at one one. And now they, Oregon State's best two pitchers were really through yesterday, right? This guy, uh, I don't even. It, it sounds like the STD. What, what's his last name? Harpy. Uh, 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 oh, I don't Harpy. I, 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 don't <laughs> I don't know. Herpy. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So last night, Oregon uh, State beats Auburn four to three, and uh, you know the Auburn bats have been so hot, and they've really fueled this run that Auburn's made. And and uh, the Oregon State pitchers, the the two of them, uh, Frayer and the, and the starter, limited limited Auburn to, to five hits. Uh, but I, I like Auburn's chances tonight. It's going to be on uh, uh, I think ESPN at. Uh, 6.30 local, uh, and uh, or maybe it's ESPN2. I'm not sure. I need to double-check that. On it. But um, it, it's uh, it's exciting and just also exciting to see how the SEC is dominating and also the fact that Oklahoma and Texas are in. I mean, it, it is un, unbelievable. <laughs> and, really and, then, and then, it's, it, then the best team uh, in the SEC during the season <laughs> and during uh, the tournament – uh, team that was fun to watch, team that people were saying was one of the best in the in recent memory in college baseball. Tennessee Volunteers get upset by Notre Dame. That surprised me, I guess, more than anything. And they had the, the lead in that game yesterday and, and managed to, you know, toss it away. What's more Notre- important? You, you, you're a baseball guy. In college baseball, you know, with the, the metal bats, 
is it still that is it pitching beats good hitting? I mean, is it, it do you need those two, three good, really good starters? Probably just two really good starters uh, in the playoffs, but uh, or in, in in the tournament. But what is it? What what usually carries the day? I'll tell you what wears out faster, and that's your pitcher. So maybe that's still my answer. Although I think that uh, the distance between your need for offense and defense is less than it used to be. That makes sense to you? Yeah. And you know you you better have a good two, three, four, five, and be able to stay on the on the um, on the field with these guys. One thing I, I'm I'm going to note here quickly the the dimensions don't seem all that different from other college ballparks, but the place where they're playing at Oregon State in Corvallis. Seems like a cracker box. Even watching it on television, I uh, I feel like I've got two fat people on each side. Excuse me, um, but it's just and it it, it looks but like a band box. It does, but the ball does not carry there, no. especially as it gets later in the evening, and uh, the air gets a little bit heavier with uh, moisture. Uh, I mean, there was back to back home runs uh, that Oregon State hit in the fourth fourth inning last night, but other than that, the the ball did not carry whatsoever. And there's Hardly any foul territory. I'd love to see Auburn and make it. Pitchers um, don't like that either. Yeah, and and, and also there, there's no dirt. No, they play it's on all, what it's all like. They play on exactly what my six year old little leaguer played on Friday night. It's all some like kind of synthetic. Oh, it's, it just looks bad. I mean, you know, not it's. I think part of baseball is sometimes you don't get a true bounce off of dirt and grass. Thank you very. It adds an element to the game that doesn't exist when you're playing on this this perfect turf that every bounce is true. It teaches little kids to then they get up. They'll take one in the bean because they're thinking every hop is going to be absolutely true. That is a great observation, Lars Anderson. Uh, I'm trying to find it here, and I will before we uh, get back with Brando. And this particular story is not telling me. Uh, we'll find out where they're. They are playing at six thirty in Corvallis, and we'll get you along. Yeah, uh, the information on TVs. In the meantime, who's next? Tim Brando, Fox Sports, talking about people that everything were a good, in general. A good person. Before Tim and I got into it on Twitter a little bit, but we won't. We won't discuss that. No, we uh, no. It was about the January six hearings. Uh, He's on one side of it. I'm on the other, and uh, we don't need to discuss that. One hundred percent. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Studio, UAB broadcast student, 
Appreciate what he does to help out the show. Also appreciate this guy very much. The one and only. You're going to bring him on? I thought I was. I got, I got twisted around. Uh, Tim Brando is joining the show. Timmy, how are you? I'm good. Lars, Matt, good to be with both of you. How are you? Dandy. Tim, we're doing great. Uh, the uh, the summer boil here in, in terms of heat has started. It probably has <laughs> down in Louisiana as well. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I want to start with uh, Arch Manning. Uh, he was in Tuscaloosa the other day, and uh, it set uh, Twitter a Twitter uh, with Alabama fans, uh, you know, hoping that uh, this could signal where Arch may be going. Now, you know the Manning family very well. Uh, what's your best guess? Where does Arch Manning end up? I talked to Archie uh, uh, Sr., <laughs> about a week ago, and he said, well, uh, they've ruled out Mississippi State and Delgado Junior College. <laughs> I think that pretty much is the most accurate description of, of, where, of where they are. Look, fellas, I, I can only give you an opinion from distance, but um, and, and, and if I, and if I suggest, uh, one SEC school over another, obviously I become, you know, dartboard material yet again. Um, <laughs> but I, I will just point this out. Okay. I, I will point this out because I, I know it to be factual. Okay. He could, he could play obviously anywhere. And yeah, he's going to be probably the, the biggest NIL uh, recipient of any player that's ever recruited at that time, of course, unless there's some legislation, which there may be between now and the time uh, we're, we're to this point next year. But of all the Manning boys, uh, okay, of all the Manning boys, uh, there's absolutely no denying that he is the um, son of, of Cooper, which makes him the uh, the biggest uh, Ole Miss brother of all Mannings. And he plays a lot like Archie, right? Uh, very athletic. Yeah. Cooper was a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, he's more right. athletic than both Peyton and Eli. Right. Um, and speaking of an Eli, Cooper so is Eli the most, Holstein. Cooper, you know, yeah. Go ahead, Tim. I just want to point out that Cooper is the most active of the Ole Miss alums, and that would include Eli, as it relates to um, love and affinity for Oxford and all things Ole Miss. That, that, that I know, okay? But how, how that impacts what might happen, I mean, clearly it meant nothing when Peyton, you know, chose Tennessee. And, of course, the blowback on Archie at that time was, was deafening. But they got past that, I think, a little bit when Eli went to Ole Miss. But, again, I'm just pointing out what I know based on uh, knowing the family and just making outside observations. Um, uh, I, I just I know them well, and I, I, I think it's all this talk about Georgia, Texas, you know, all the main, you know, players here, uh, I, I think it's really overblown, and we'll have – zero to do with the decision this kid makes. But I do want to point that out about Coop because 
Um, I don't think, I, I, of all the Mannings, anyone loves uh, his school any more than Cooper loves Ole Miss. He's a great story. Uh, well, they, you know what? Lars, Lars thinks enough of the Mannings to do a book on him, so how about that? Uh, Tim Randall is our guest here <laughs> well, on the Jay Barker yeah. Show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida officially became a part of the Big 12 at the very end of last week. You know, you, you look at that and you say, okay, that is what it is. But then if you do a little bit deeper dive, in my opinion, Tim, that may open the way for Oklahoma and Texas to get to the SEC maybe even a year further. Do, do you follow my, my logic here? And do you think that uh, yeah. the Sooners yeah. and, and Longhorns could be here in 24? No. <laughs> no. I, I, okay. I get the deductive reasoning from an SEC point of view, but no, I, I don't see it happening. Uh, the, the $18 million, $18 million buyout that um, Mike Oresco was able to procure from the schools that were headed to the Big 12 is uh, chump change compared to still what would have to be paid uh, to the Big 12 with its grant of rights. And while you know it's a pittance of money for Texas, it's rather substantial for Oklahoma. And, and I don't think that Texas wants to bow out of the Big 12 before Oklahoma does. They're not prepared uh, physically to be in the SEC sooner than Oklahoma. As a matter of fact, they, um, pardon the pun there, but, but they're not. And uh, I, I, don't see, I don't see the uh, SEC bringing those two teams in until 25. I really don't. Um, I think the Big 12 is prepared to bring in and probably will bring in a major television deal that will go much more smoothly, uh, the negotiations, with these teams coming in from uh, the American Conference to join BYU. And as they're negotiating that deal, still having Oklahoma and Texas in it, okay, because the numbers are going to be pretty good. Television numbers are going to be pretty good with the expanded conference. Um, remember, with these additional games and teams, along with Oklahoma and Texas, uh, you know the television schedule is going to look pretty good for the Big 12. And even though they lose Oklahoma and Texas, I will point out that they are still, and probably will continue to be, the third top. They'll be number three in the pecking order for most money made through television. They'll be well ahead of the ACC, well ahead of the Pac-12, uh, which is a really good spot for them to be in, particularly given that they don't have their own network. And by the way, in the in the streaming world, uh, the ACC having a network has actually worked against them because they their TV rights went for far less and they have a much longer contract as a result of uh, of the burden of uh, of a of a cable deal that they that, that their presidents just felt like they had to have. And and that's not good for their business. Jim Phillips, the commissioner of that league, is going to have to try to work something out uh, before the end of what is a long TV deal that's not making the ACC very much money. That's To me, that's the next big uh, story. It's going to be how long will some of the principals of the ACC that love their football, a.k.a. Clemson, Florida State, how long are they going to be okay with this? That's the next big story in my opinion. 
Tim, this is a TV question that I have not been able to find an answer to, and that is what will happen to the Longhorn Network once the long, once Texas joins the SEC, uh, the Longhorn well, Network deal yeah. between ESPN and Texas. Sorry, it, it's supposed to run through right. 2031, but I'm, I'm guessing right. ESPN is going to renegotiate that. Well, it, it will ultimately fold, okay, into – Texas's deal with the SEC because, as you know, Southeastern Conference really made its name for this. They share their financials equally among all of their of their teams. That's not true in all the other leagues. Uh, the Big Twelve is third, yes, overall, but that money's not shared equally uh, within that league, and that's what caused some of the the problems that almost had uh, a mass exodus back in 2009, which helped form the Longhorn Network, which was an enterprise that uh, the suits in, in Bristol came up with to keep the Big 12 intact and keep uh, Larry Scott's idea of having the first super conference in the Pac-12 from becoming a reality. That's a great point, Lars. Um, you know, that's, that's an, again, a, a, Matt, but going back to your point, and I realize a lot of S&C fans are just ready right now to, to bypass the next two years and get to a point where the, the SEC gets OU in Texas and all this new scheduling and everything can come into play. But this is part of the financial issue that has to be worked out before Texas comes into the league. Uh, in addition to scheduling, they got to find a way to handle the, the, the finances here with regard to, uh, you know, the Longhorn Network, which was, you know, ESPN's not made a lot of mistakes. I mean, they really haven't uh, through the years as it relates to the, the, the television business, the business of TV. But that was a colossal, well over $300 million mistake, the Longhorn Network. Jumping straight to a question about a local guy here that uh, finds a lot of favor with many of us and probably not some. I'm talking about Dabo, that boy, Sweeney. Um, is his time at Clemson passed? <laughs> No, I don't think so. No, I, I, I think um, I, I really think Dabo is. Um, it's easy to beat up on him uh, because sometimes his uh, his naivete will get the better of him in in, in the in, you know in public forums with some of the things that he says, and he's gotten I think sufficiently uh, knocked down off his pedestal from time to time, especially after having the season that they had last year. But no, I, I don't think so, and I, and I think that the for all the reasons why uh, I was talking earlier, but Oklahoma and Texas are not ready for prime time, which would be being in the SEC sooner rather than later. I think probably the same is true for Clemson, uh, and certainly Florida State. You know, the two preeminent football programs of the ACC. I, I don't know that I don't know that Clemson is gonna necessarily, or that Florida State necessarily will be okay with staying in a league that's uh, getting killed monetarily, you know, in TV rights, I don't know that, 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 that they would stay more than maybe five or six more years. And that deal for them lasts far longer than that, which is not good. But, uh, no, I, I think Gabo is, is fine where he is. Um, thoughts that they of his demise are, are, are premature at best and lined with crimson without question. I agree with you 100%.
That's the second topic you know. we've hit on that I've, I've written a book on. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim, let's switch gears to uh, college baseball, something I've never written about. Uh, Tennessee, the overwhelming favorite to uh, to win the national championship, goes down to Notre Dame. And, uh, and your comments on that, and then also your analysis of this Auburn team that is going to be playing Oregon State tonight, uh, 6.30 Central on ESPN2 to advance uh, in a winner-take-all game to advance to the College World Series. Well, it's tough when you have a team in a position to, to, to win on the road and you get to a third game. That's going to be a hard one for Auburn to pull off. Uh, I know it means a lot to the SEC because that would mean four of the eight uh, in Omaha would be from the Southeastern Conference and not one named Tennessee, which was the overall number one seed and won 57 games and all that. Uh, a, a little bit like uh, a lot of observers uh, this time of year, Lars, since I stopped working the College World Series in Omaha, I, I really, from a casual standpoint, will watch – some college baseball during the regular season. But I kind of, like everybody else, really start watching more closely when the regionals and the super regionals begin. And, uh, you know, Auburn looks to be the better team in Oregon State. But that is a tough thing to pull off when you get pushed to a deciding game, which which they have. Uh, as for Tennessee, I, I wrote about this on Twitter just about an hour ago. And uh, I got a little bit of pushback from, from some fans and maybe uh, – a few in the media. I, I think this uh, microscopic, uh, colossal collapse conversation about Tennessee is just absurd. Uh, we got a lot of people in the media, fellas, that treat college baseball now because it's getting more, uh, you know, it's getting more, uh, you know, of a, of a high profile through niche networks like you know, the Big Ten Network, the ACC and the SEC, we're seeing more games. So coaches are falling under more scrutiny than they used to. But my God, I mean, baseball is not college basketball and it's certainly not college football, okay? Baseball is a unique game. Anybody that's ever played it knows, you know, uh, your prospects for the future are as good as your next starting pitcher, okay? Or your next bottom-of-the-order player that starts getting base hits okay that's why you see these upsets in the supers uh i mean notre dame pushed mississippi state last year in starkville uh forced them to three notre dame was was not chopped liver this was a team that returned a lot of its players from a club that almost beat the team that eventually won the college world series last year so you shouldn't be shocked that that the Irish were able to pull this off. When a team has played as great as Tennessee has, you can peak, you know, and this is true, gosh, in American Legion ball, it's true in high school ball, anybody that ever played baseball, okay, knows that the mental aspect of the game, plus a couple of hot bats in the bottom of an order and some outstanding pitching, can change the entire complexion and narrative of a series. And that's what happened here. Uh, I remember Berkman during his incredible run of national titles at LSU. He had some of his best teams that didn't win in the Supers. And, and this is exactly what happened to Tennessee. Um, the problem for them and the fallout, of course, is because they've got, I think, six first-rounders. <laughs> so their fans are really pissed. 
and maybe some of the media is too, but I, I just think to compare or scrutinize anything baseball to in a manner that would be similar to that of football and basketball is just stupid. Absolutely and, absurd. And, and I think it adds to the fact that Tennessee is very brash. So people like to pick on them. Tim, oh, yeah. we love you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, time. Tim. Yeah, good deal. Thanks, Tim Brando. He'll be with us next week, I hope. Thank you. Appreciate it. I love Brando. having Tim on. Uh, yeah, he's quite a guy. Uh, we need to take a break, come back, wrap up our first hour of the Jay Barker Show. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling afternoon, hazy sunshine, a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today, 95, tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. Afternoon showers and storms will stay widely separated. The high, 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 93 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Back on the Jay Barker Show. Matt Barnes in the studio with you. Jay will be back later this week. Uh, as you well know, and I think anybody that's followed this show or followed me for the last 40 years, I'm a huge Atlanta Braves fan. I still celebrate weekly the win over the Houston Astros. World Series champions. Um, and they didn't start off very well, but man, they are on fuego now. They have won 11 in a row, Lars. Yeah, and let's try to put this in some historical context. In the last 150 years of organized Major League Baseball, there have only been 52 streaks, 52 that have lasted 14 games or longer. Really? So they're three games away from getting in rarefied air. And uh, I'm my question to you, Matt, as a baseball connoisseur, baseball historian, baseball know-it-all, <laughs> do you know? You should have been started with that. Uh, do you know what the longest regular season win streak is in the uh, history of modern baseball? In the history of modern, um, you know the 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 movie Moneyball had uh, the Oakland A's. I can't remember if it was eighteen or twenty. I'm going to say twenty. The Braves are halfway home. It's twenty two game win streak by Cleveland in twenty seventeen. So not that wow. long ago, and uh, they went on. Cleveland did to win one hundred two games that year. Uh, but lost in the in the playoffs in their uh, first round divisional series. So my question is, Matt, how long can the Braves keep this going? And well, what and what has been the key? Has it been pitching, hitting, or or timely hitting, or has it been a combination of the it's two? It's been a combination of the two. But uh, as of late, like Kyle Wright was just darn near unhittable yesterday. Uh, Max Fried, meanwhile, last week won a game and he did, he clearly didn't have his best stuff. But the big deal is. Ronald Acuna is back, okay? They missed him the first, what, 40 games of the year. Uh, he's back. The pitching's coming around. Uh, and I, I, a, a real key, too, is Dansby Swanson is starting to hit the baseball. He's gotten his average up below 200 to 290. Now, let me tell you something, folks. In Major League Baseball, to raise your average 100 points is quite a feat. And um, then they've got this – they brought this guy – you ask, so you're going to have to put up with me. <laughs> they brought I, this I guy up from AAA named Michael Harris, and he is a player. 
as I text a friend of mine the other day, he says, that guy ain't going back. You know you know how it is in baseball, so it's such a great feeling you finally make the show. Usually most players, even Hall of Famers, had to dip back down and go, and he may, he may go on a, a one for 20 streak. Right now, Michael Harris the second is flat out play. That not only can they, they're not even thinking about sending him back to AAA, they can't get him out of the lineup. That's how good this guy is. So there you go, Lord. Well, I know a lot of people in the South are really happy. And I grew up watching the Braves because uh, WTBS was like the only team we got in, in Nebraska. So we would have every game. And uh, <laughs> Bruce Benedict, Steve Avery, Greg Maddox, uh, just uh, all these guys. Uh, uh, Bob Horner, Dale Murphy. Uh, and, um, yeah, so uh, I, I've always been a Braves like casual fan just because they're the team that I watched the most growing up. You remember that silly show that used to come on after the game with the guy with the mustache trying to, like, anchor a news show? I can't. I don't know where I'm no. going with that, but it was also funny, especially when you're 22 and you're in college. That's the end <laughs> of the first hour. Back in a flash. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in, Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter and Lars Anderson are with you. The few of the headlines, Arch Manning visited Tuscaloosa. We still know nothing. He's going uh, to Georgia. N- well, you know. That's my gut. Your gut two months ago was Alabama. Well, that was it's before. Been something you eat. You know, it, well, you know what happened was Alabama signed their quarterback because uh, some uh, a particular coach in Tuscaloosa was tired of waiting on uh, one Arch Manning. That's so they, my that's my signed. that's my interpretation of the events. And uh, Nick Saban doesn't wait for anybody, and so uh, Eli Holstein is uh, going to be the sort of cornerstone of this recruiting class. Uh, will they pick up another quarterback? Yes, they will. It will not be Arch Manning. You know, I, I'm sure it was a good visit, but uh, the the fact that Alabama has already signed a, an elite quarterback to this class, uh, I think, uh, speaks pretty loud. And always, actions are what you uh, go by, not words. And uh, I, I think it's going to be Georgia. My, that's my personal opinion, not based on any reporting, but I, I think it's Georgia. I would go with Texas right now, but we will not soon see. Um, college baseball, Auburn will be taking on Oregon State in the rubber match, the best of three. This is the third game, 6.30 ESPN2 tonight. Also over the weekend, the Gamblers upset the Stallions. The Gamblers came into this game 1-7. and seven. They leave 2-7. and seven. The Stallions dropped a 1-8 and eight in a 17-15 game. Bandits will wrap up uh, the Stallions will wrap up the regular season against the Bandits this Saturday at 3 o'clock. And as we talk about going to the break, top of the hour, Atlanta beat Pittsburgh yesterday 5-3. Las Bafos have now won 11 in a row. Next up, the National Basketball Association. (laughs) Yes, uh, game five uh, tonight between the Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics. Uh, This is... This is a pivotal game. Uh, you look back at, through history, and uh, when the series and the championship is tied 2-2, the team that wins the fifth game has gone on to win the championship over 80% of the time. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah, so this is, uh, this is pretty big. Um, you know, So basically, it's a two out of three series now. Uh, it's, it's in San Francisco tonight. Uh, it'll shift to Boston, and then uh, if if necessary, go back to San Francisco for a Game Seven. And um, it, 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 this has been a, a fascinating series. No team has won two in a row. Uh, the Celtics uh, won Games One and Three, and then the Warriors came back and won Games Two and Four. Uh, I, I think uh, Seth Curry or Steph Curry, uh, Steph Curry, uh, he's clearly been the best player on the court. Uh, in Game 4, which was just an absolute must-win for Golden State, he delivered with uh, 43 points, uh, I think 10 rebounds. It was a masterful performance, and uh, I would argue the, the most clutch playoff performance of, of Steph's career. But, you know, he's just not getting a lot of help. Uh, Clay Thompson, you can tell he's still not 
himself after uh, suffering two devastating injuries back to back, you know, uh, ripping up his knee and then uh, shredding his Achilles. Uh, it, it's really hard for a, a player to come back, in, especially a basketball player, uh, to come back from those two injuries and be anywhere near what they were pre-injury. But, but Clay, he's fighting the good fight. You know, he's still one of my favorite players. I just love his tenacity. Yeah, I, I, I love uh, I love his grit. I love his will. Um, I, I love just the, the fact that he, he's pretty much uh, emotionless on the court and he's all business. And, uh, you know, he, he, he just hasn't had a shooting stroke for the, the majority of the series. And then Draymond Green. I mean, Draymond Green has been dreadful. Other than his, uh, the uh, he infused the team with energy in game two, and I thought he was the most important player uh, for Golden State in that game. Other than that, he's been non-existent. He's he's lost all confidence in in his shot, even even from like five feet. I mean, and, and this is a future Hall of Famer, uh, and and clearly uh, Steve Kerr has lost confidence in in him because he he pulled him out of the game. Yeah. Uh, late, uh, late in Game Four, because he doesn't trust him on offense. I mean, Draymond has always been a productive offensive player in the finals uh, up to this point, but he has just done nothing. I mean, I think he has uh, more fouls than points uh, it, throughout this, or it's right, right around there. It's like fifteen, fourteen, fourteen, fifteen, whatever. But it, it underscores the fact that he, he's just not himself, and 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 Jordan Poole. Also, a, a guard for the the, the uh, Warriors, who you know came out of nowhere, came out of the G League, and looked like he was going to be that sort of third splash brother, right? And uh, in in was was terrific in uh, the regular season, uh, but he was you know he was starting for for Steph uh, for a lot of the the regular season, and once he got relegated to coming off the bench, he just hasn't been the same player. For whatever reason, I mean, he, he played well in Game Four in spurts, but it, it's been pretty obvious he's a defensive liability. So it's hard to keep him on the on the floor for long stretches, because yeah, he can give you a little bump on offense, but uh, this team, the Golden State Warriors, are so small on the defensive end, and, and Poole just gets matched up uh, against uh, bigger players, stronger players who who, who push him down uh, into the box and 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 really can outmuscle him and get uh, point blank shots. So, uh, and on the Boston side, you know, Jason Tatum, he's played okay. Uh, I, I thought this could be sort of a coming out party, as a lot of people did, that this could be a chance for him to prove that he's a top three player in the league. That hasn't happened yet. And, uh, you know, he's spoken publicly uh, about the sort of doubts that he's had in his own mind uh, about whether or not he can be that elite, uh, elite player. Um, so there, there's a lot on the line tonight and, uh, but Boston, man, they've been, they've been really good on the road. Uh, they're eight and three in the, in the playoffs, um, uh, not against the spread, but straight up Boston is six and five at home and eight and three on the road. Amazing. Yeah. So they're, they're a really good road team, you know, and, uh, and my, my, my friend, uh, <laughs> I won't say, you know, who I'm talking about, he's got the back and forth theory. 
You know, I think the series has gone back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so Boston uh, getting three and a half points tonight, he, he's all in taking Boston. But I, I, I think I got to go with the best player on the court, and that's Steph Curry. Now, can he duplicate what he did in game four, putting down 43 in what was, again, I, I think the best single game playoff performance of his career and therefore one of the best overall performances of his legendary career. And, and, and make no mistake, Matt, I, I think uh, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter in the history of the NBA. It's hard to argue with that. I mean, I never saw Pete Maravich play but uh, with my own eyes. But I, I, Steph Curry, it, it's just, he is so fun to watch. He is unlike any other player I've seen uh, because he's so uh, diminutive uh, and, and he's, he's he's shorter than everybody, and, but he's just he's just unbelievable. And the Celtics they need to figure out a, a new game plan when it t- comes to covering him because he they're just pick and rolling him and and, and putting him one on one, you know, at the top of the key with the bigger guy, and he just he, he jukes him or uh, or you know and, and can get past him easy to the bucket or uh, you know step back three. But um, and I also think Steve Kerr is a phenomenal coach. But I, I, I'm going with the Golden State Warriors, and I, I think they'll even cover tonight. And uh, and uh, so the back and forth uh, theory, I think, uh, blows up this evening. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna go with them being twenty. Sorry, that was a long, that was a long rant there. I'm gonna go with Boston, and uh, I am also going to once again, as you did last week, and uh, probably not a want. Um, Shame on, on you, Boston fans. It's, it's ridiculous that you can sit there on television and hear your pathetic chants full of profanity. Yeah. And I don't know how you do that. How do you stop that? I mean, it's one thing if five are doing it, you can probably single them out. But this is thousands of people. Yeah. And you ought to make your city proud by stopping that. It, 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 is, it is pathetic. It's, it's just, pathetic. It, it makes you want to pull for Golden State. How about that, Boston? <laughs> All right, from Birmingham, Alabama. That's that that uh, that little outburst is going to stop them, don't you think? Have By Alabama way, fans ever cursed in unison? Well, like that? you know they do the thing in the song in the fourth quarter. Yeah, which but uh, that's not aimed at a certain player. It's still profanity at a, well, a, a I don't, very high cares. I mean, but it's not aimed at one. I I, I don't know. It, that that doesn't bother me. It bothers you that it's aimed at Golden State. It, it's bothered me that it's aimed at Draymond Green. Okay. I mean, it's every time Draymond touches the ball, it's it's uh, blank you, Draymond. But it it okay. Uh, I guess I kind of get that. But does it not bother you that they're doing it at anyone? I mean, yeah, is, is no, that no, no, it does. Behavior? No, no, no. Oh, I'm okay, saying, okay. I'm saying it. It really bothers me. But it, it, that bothers me much more than Alabama fans. Uh, uh, you know, in unison, saying a expletive while they're singing a, a song. I see what you mean. Because it's not directed at a particular individual. But the overall act's pretty disgusting in its own right. We both agree. That. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, here's the question. I, I have an NBA question of great significance that I'm going to hold and ask you on the other side of this break. And I'll try and participate as much as I can. But uh, I'm kind of our Major League Baseball guy. You're our NBA guy. So uh, we'll do that when we come back. Um, a little bit later in the show, Alex Bauman will be joining us. And um, he's got two or three stories of significance that we'll react to. In the meantime, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. It's Matt, Lars, Alex, the guys that uh, tied. And, uh, at Crawford, there's Josh Smith. Hello and thank you.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling afternoon, hazy sunshine, a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today, 95, tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. Afternoon showers and storms will stay widely separated. The high, 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hey, uh, I'm gonna bring Alex in real quick. Hey, Alex, are you over there? I'm over I here. I know I didn't. Uh, I know you're a big NBA guy. What do you think's gonna happen tonight? Uh, I think the Warriors are gonna win. Matt, you and Lars, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Boston. And but do why? the Warriors cover the three and a half? Oh, uh, now that's your real question. That's what Lars <laughs> wants to know, Alex. Do they win by four? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very, hey, you want to take part of his action? Very few of these games have been close. Uh, it was game four was uh, nip and tuck, but really uh, the majority of them have been uh, blowouts. Why do you take Golden State tonight, Alan? Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, which, which, thank you for saying that. It brings me to my question for you. Uh, I don't know if I'd get a lot of argument. I think the greatest player ever in the history of the NBA is Michael Jordan. I do think LeBron James is, is there behind him. Is Steph third right now? Oh, uh, is he, do you think he's ahead of anyone? I think Steph would have to win two more titles to get in front of Larry Bird. Uh, all right, Alex, as long as I've got your mic hot, where do you rank him? Of course, you're so dang young. You don't remember. Do you ever remember watching Michael Jordan play on television? I mean, I've seen the highlights and stuff. Yeah, but never live. Never live. Does that tell you something, Lars, about our age? That is uh, frightening. And he's not going to gain on us. It will always be. (laughs) I mean, also, you know, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem, Magic. Magic. I mean, it's hard to say that Steph is better than them, but, you know, if, uh, if you... If Steph can win a few more, the, the, the thing is, he, he's never been, and this is, you know, it's been a huge subject of debate by the, the screamers on ESPN that uh, Steph has never won an NBA uh, Most Valuable Player trophy. But uh, certainly right now, he, he's positioned uh, to to do exactly that. But I, I agree. I think MJ's one. LeBron is two. I'd say Kareem is three. And then I'd go Magic four, uh, maybe Kobe, probably Kobe five, then Shaq six, uh, Bird, yeah, I'd go Bird seven. Um, how many championships did Bird win? Uh, he did win, yeah, he won three. Uh, he won three consecutive MVPs, but he just, you know, Bird, he was my dad's favorite player, and he just played the game different. And, and, and Steph Curry, although he does not play the same position as Bird, uh, doesn't uh, um, have the same game as Bird, he reminds me of Bird in that he's so unique. Steph Curry's a unicorn. Larry Bird was a unicorn. Just, there's nobody been like Bird. 
just with his his creativity. I mean, sometimes uh, the, the best, the most magical things you see Bird do on the court would be a pass, right? Oh, and, and and just and, and just being clutch. And, and Steph does things that I've never seen before. Well, he's changed the game. He has changed I the mean, game. And yes. I, no, as he good has. as Bird, and as much as I like Larry Bird, Bird didn't really change the game. He, uh, no, Steph, did. Steph has changed how yep. the game is played. And, and I, I would say almost single-handedly because, yep. yeah, yes, uh, absolutely. And so I, I guess if you measure it like that, I, I would put Steph, uh, gosh, top five. All right. Let me uh, add this question. Uh, I don't know. Both you guys jump in here. Does the mouthpiece chewing thing bother y'all? No, it's his passy. Does it bother you? <laughs> Not really. Mm-hmm. This thing is kind of gross. Hey, man. You know, he couldn't do that during COVID. They wouldn't allow him to chew in his, his mouthpiece. Uh, or, oral fixation. <laughs> it is. It's either I mean, that or you, you go in and smoke a butt at, <laughs> at halftime. Well, now, now, that happened many, many years ago. <laughs> right. I think it happened more in the NFL than in the NBA. I can't see being a smoker and trying to play in the NBA. No. And going up and down the floor, you'd be what, What's that famous? It was uh, Len Dawson. Yeah. Right? In middle of uh, halftime of the Super Bowl. With a fresca. Smoking a cig. Well, always like underneath his uh, uh, bench there is a fresca. How about a fresca? And all, the, all those baseball players, like, sneaking smokes in oh, the dugout. Well, some of them didn't even sneak it back in the 70s. They just uh, fire one. John out. Madden on the sideline. Oh. He'd have a smoke. What other coaches? Uh, Hank, was it Hank Stram? Uh, I forget. No, I don't know. I, I know Coach Bryant smoked heavily. Oh, but he I smoked don't, on the sideline. I guess he did in the 60s. Yeah, he I, smoked I on the sideline. I don't think he did in the 70s and mm, later no. on. Oh, I don't well, know. Okay, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm sure everybody in our listening audience knows the answer to that question. I think he did earlier in his career. He did not that I can recall from 82 on when I was covering. And I may be wrong. Uh, <laughs> a little too serious for that particular topic, so let's move along. Alex, what do you have from your deep files? Um, there's an upcoming major sriracha shortage to last through the summer. Um, a what shortage? Sriracha. Okay. Somebody's going to have to. What? What is? What is that? It's like chili peppers. Ah, it's like a hot, like a hot sauce kind of. Seems like there's a shortage of everything right now. That's why the uh, prices are up. Supply chain. Um, the baby formula. So, thing I, how is this related to sports? It. it, it no, I, I never. I <laughs> oh. never ask him to relate it to sports. Oh, okay. I just found it brings <laughs> something interesting. I don't know the. I don't know the pepper very well. Are you a hot guy? No, no. Uh-uh. I can't. I like Texas Pete, but uh, is that as no. high as it goes? Yeah, I, I I can't turn it up to like more than six or seven. Uh, I'm a Midwesterner, uh, you know? Oh, we, you're a steak like, and potatoes. Yeah, steak and potatoes. I'm pretty much that, too. I, I kind of like hot stuff, but it does not like me, and I can't stand the thought of having to drink a bunch of milk and stuff to squelch the fire in your mouth. Uh, all right, you got another one for us? I sent you one over the weekend I thought it was hysterical. Uh, yeah, I got one. Uh, Paul Pierce is being sued over alleged 180000 high-stakes poker debt. Uh, that's according to the New York Post. Uh, and Carmo- it's being filed by Stephen Carmona seeking all that plus interest. Who is Stephen Carmona? Per- yeah, um, hey, you know... Uh, <laughs> 
These guys who have money, uh, they like to bet. They like to gamble. And uh, Paul Pierce, he's well known for, for living in the fast lane. Um, and that's this guy who's suing him is his friend. And uh, he, the the friend alleges that he loaned him close to 200000 for a private poker game, and Paul Pierce never paid him back. And like then he... Paul Pierce went out and lost uh, uh, the two hundred grand in a poker game. What's the most you've ever lost in a poker game, Matt? Well, maybe 40 bucks. Now, I've lost a little bit more at a casino. But I, I'm, I'm, I hedge my bets considerably. Yeah, I, I try to. Uh, whenever I go out to Vegas, I kind of set my limit at like three hundred bucks. If I go down three hundred, I'll, I'll uh, call it. My, call it a night. My dad taught me something when I was going to college because you know you sit around the dorms in the frat house and you'll play some cards now. But um, he said, go into it with this attitude: take the amount of money that you would spend on a night out, grabbing some dinner, some beers, and a movie or whatever. So take that money, set it aside, because that is going to be your evening's entertainment. Once you get to it, stop. If you don't, you're having fun, keep playing. But that always limited the very few times that I lost. And I, I really haven't lost a whole lot in my life. But I have. Well, you ever been on a heater? You mean where you just hitting everything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at a, at a, a blackjack table. And to the point where they kind of are looking to you with a furrowed brow like, is, what is this guy doing? I'm just guessing right. Come on now. I'm not counting cards. Although I can. You believe that? I do. <laughs> no, I don't know. You're, I got, you are the I got, son of a rocket scientist. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure my dad. You got, you got, good, you got math skills. Uh, I do. Uh, and uh, they will they will sniff you out. And you will be staying in a suite, but you won't be gambling. Um, do you have a, have you, so you've been to Vegas, right? Yeah, several times. Uh, I love the Bellagio. Uh, and the sports book and the Bellagio, and I could hang out there all day. Just if, if as long as there's some sporting event, but you know, there's always a sporting event somewhere in the world going on. And, and the Bellagio sports book, a lot of fun. The Bellagio and the fountains. I mean, they'll show it on TV, but it's nothing like yeah. being there. It's uh, it's very very impressive. All right, I got one more story to add on to what you're talking about over there, Alex. When we get back, because I just found it fascinating, funny. And also safe. Nobody got hurt. So we'll do that on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter, along with Lars Anderson and our cast of characters, back in about three. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now. 
now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. And know Very when to run. You never count your money. Kenny Rogers, the gambler. Jay Barker's show. It is that time of year where not only just gets extremely hot, which I haven't checked in a little while, but it's probably around 96 degrees. And the humidity is probably around 78. So there you go. Uh, uh, From the semi-air-conditioned studio here in Homewood. All right. uh, Alex comes up with some stories, particularly when it's a slower time of the year. And... um, you got another one that comes out of Huntsville? 
Yeah. A raccoon brought traffic on I-565 to a standstill for almost an hour this weekend. Uh, It took the Huntsville Police, Huntsville Fire and Rescue, Huntsville Animal Control, and Alabama Wildlife Rescue to get him down off the traffic light. Wow. (laughs) He was... Well, it couldn't have been over five. It, was it next to five sixty five? What did it say? I've written I'm the phrase uh, "traffic stopping blonde" before, but I've yeah. never written the phrase "traffic stopping raccoon." Well, and and the odd thing about it is, is it was their first baseman. <laughs> do, do you understand that? <laughs> no, the Huntsville, where that part of the highway is, is very near Toyota Field, which is where the Trash Pandas play. And I made a. Bad okay, joke. yeah, yeah, maybe joke. somebody got that. But that, that is, um, <laughs> I think that does make the story interesting that their, you know, their double-A baseball team name is the Trash Pandas. Now, it was on a traffic light? Yeah. Interesting. Pretty good climbing there by old Rocky. Well, I, I got some more information about a raccoon and one that uh, you're kind of connected to because you're an Arkansas guy. Yes, I am. Okay, so go back and and think about all of the sort of uninvited animals that have appeared at sporting events throughout the years. Uh, 2019, uh, there was a black cat that was on the field over the Giants game. <laughs> Giants haven't been any good since. Um, there was a, a squirrel that, that appeared to score a touchdown in a Louisville football game back in 2017. <laughs> Who can forget that one? Um, but... Uh, you know, just this season uh, at uh, Baumwalker Stadium there in Fayetteville, a uh, young man named Grant Harmon, 24, uh, he became a, uh, a Twitter famous. He went viral when he was in the stands in the left field when he spotted a raccoon running through the stands. And uh, it, it, <laughs> I don't know if this is bravery or insanity, but uh, young Harmon uh, caught the raccoon with his bare hands. And I, I know most of our listeners probably have, have seen the video. And Harmon, right afterwards, said, hey, the opportunity just came about, and I guess I just took action and grabbed it. That was a first. I have no prior experience grabbing a raccoon. <laughs> Who the hell would grab a raccoon? Well, especially uh, since they're known to carry rabies. Yeah. Okay. So uh, at that point, uh, the game was tied 6-6. Six to six. Arkansas had already come back from 5-0 deficit. Well, guess what? Uh, Vanderbilt ended up beating them in 10 innings, 9-6. Nonetheless, Harmon, you know, uh, the fans were cheering him. They're taking pictures. They're taking videos. And when he caught it, and so he he holds the raccoon by the scruff of his neck. And that's what we've seen on Twitter. And he marched uh, the furry intruder up the stairs of Section 117 and out the stadium. Gets out in the stadium parking lot. He's met by the Popo, University of Arkansas Police, and they told him to uh, throw a raccoon in the parking lot. Young Mr. Harmon, uh, he tried to let the raccoon loose, but what wow. happens? He probably clawed the hell out of it. <laughs> the raccoon reached around. The raccoon was not happy about this whole sequence of events. <laughs> As it, just as he released the raccoon, the raccoon turned around and bit him on the arm. Oh, <laughs> now I would have to go get checked, wouldn't you? You would think so. Uh, uh, medical team cleaned up the bite, and uh, <laughs> they were like, uh, yes. As a matter of fact, uh, he uh, drove to the ER and got a uh, rabies shot. 
and uh, he had to get around. You don't just don't get one rabies no, shot. No, and they're in the stomach, too. Yeah. Yeah, he had to go uh, four rounds of rabies shots. And um, the thing is, he wasn't the only one that this raccoon had uh, gotten the best of. His mom, uh, Harmon's mom, Kelly, she was sitting, uh, standing on a chair behind him when he grabbed the recru- raccoon. And uh, she was trying to avoid it because, you know, it's just like there's a varmint right here. And she varmint. was so isn't that isn't a raccoon a varmint? Absolutely. It's great. Um, she was so, uh, you know, shocked by it that she fell over and uh, fell over the chair. And she had a, 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 a this is, you know, this is perfect uh, southern uh, language here. Uh, according to her, um, she had a big old knot on her leg that in the is. morning. A big old. That's what you say in fail. <laughs> big, old, big old knot. So now Arkansas has made it to the College World Series, Matt. And how are they honoring Rocky? Or are well, they? they I, there's raccoon. All the guy. All the Arkansas fans are holding up raccoons, aren't they? Oh, well, I imagine they're what they're, something they get at Toys R Us, right? Yes, that's awesome. Uh, and that's not unusual. Uh, Omaha will bring a, uh, you know, the teams will bring in a chant or way they wear their ball caps for a rally. Um, so I don't think it's all that unusual, although this is the first that I've seen with a varmint. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I comp- compliment you on your use of that word. I love that word. Uh, because, well. Well, yeah, no, it's, uh. I don't know. I mean, hey, tell us about the uh, Arkansas baseball team. Uh, they, they got a, oh, they got a they great got, nickname. They got a, a puncher's chance. And, you, you know, if you look back, uh, they're a lot like Tennessee was this past year. That They got outed uh, when they were really picked to probably win it all. But uh, they're in this year, and they have a great nickname, I, I guess, among the faithful there in hog country. They call them the Omahogs, and I just think that's very, very clever. Going to Omaha, yep. and the hogs have made it the there. Hogs. All right, they're going. Um, they're going to uh, God's country, Nebraska, the place of my birth. Yes, uh, and that's on my bucket list. By the way, have you been? Uh, yeah, several times. Oh wow! Yeah, when they, when they played in the old uh, Rosenblatt Stadium, yeah. that was across the street from uh, that is across the street from Henry Henry Dorley Zoo, uh, which when I was growing up had one of uh, uh, one of just maybe two or three white tigers in, in the United States. Oh, that's very interesting. All right. By the way, there, there's this amazing video that was on Twitter uh, yesterday and it was making the rounds. I don't know if you saw it. This, uh, what do you call like a, a group of lions? A pride. A, a pride. Yeah, it was a pride of lions going across. I think it was a pride of lions going across like a, 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 a like a, a deep stream in Africa, and all of a sudden. You see a hippopotamus. Oh, not good. Coming at, I mean, I had no idea a hippopotamus could swim that fast. And uh, the hippopotamus and a lion, they get into it. The lion barely gets away. And, uh, and there was uh, two other lions that didn't make it across. They had to wait till the hippopotamus, and there was actually two of them. They call it hippopotami. I don't know. Uh, if there's, what do you call multiple? What do you call a hippo, multiple hippopotamus? Is, is scary. Yeah, <laughs> run. Yeah, they don't, people Those are, look at them as kind of cute, and they have fluffy no. animals in them, but they are dangerous as heck. All right, uh, on the uh, very calm side of life, 
You know what Hershey, Pennsylvania is famous for, correct? Yeah. M&M, Mars factories are both there. Um, Have you been there? It smells, make, like, it smells like chocolate. No, Hershey. I've driven through it on the yeah. way to Pocono. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's literally like when you drive out near some of these coffee manufacturing and, and processing plants, you drive by it, you smell coffee. You but smell, you, drive, you smell chocolate and, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. Two guys uh, were working on a vat and somehow fell in. Hmm. And, you know, you first read this, you go, crap. This is like Willy Wonka stuff. It's exactly. Came out came out of the movie. But two the people fell into so, a chocolate tank. It's so tank. thick. It's yeah. so thick. You couldn't even tread. Can you tread in chocolate? Well, here's the deal. <laughs> I don't know. Alex, can you tread in chocolate? We'll throw that I one would, to you. I would think not. I don't believe so. Can you wear little water wings in there? That'd be funny. Anyway, these two yeah. individuals fell into a chocolate tank. They were unable to escape. They believed the chocolate was only about waist high. But they still couldn't get out. They had to cut a hole in the vat to get these people out. Oh, uh, I mean, I just thought Have that you was ever been scary. in quicksand? No, but I have feared it since the first time I saw a Tarzan movie. Have you ever been, like when you were younger, at at a at a, at a beach, and you dig a big hole, yeah, and you you get in the hole, yeah, and all of a sudden it caves in on you and you can't get out. It's because the tide changes or it just <laughs> extends itself and it gets into the. It's frightening. Uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping a mom or a dad or somebody was. <laughs> that around. is my brother. Uh. We well, so my young. brother would have let me suffer for a while before he I got me. We're in Maui or something. I forget. But. Uh, oh, yeah. We got to go to Panama City. The Andersons go to Maui. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a break, see if we can find a sports topic. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling afternoon, hazy sunshine, a few isolated storms through the evening hours. The high today, 95, tonight's low, 76. For tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny. Afternoon showers and storms will stay widely separated. The high, 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Man Mars trying to battle through a time of year that is not only just steamy hot, uh, you don't get a lot of big sports headlines. So, you know, you kind of have to root around like a raccoon and and find stuff of interest. Sometimes it's a chocolate factory. Um, sometimes, and this is worthy as a topic here as we wrap up the show, Jay. Because, Lars. Lars, uh, Lars. <laughs> uh, okay, you have a striking resemblance. Yeah. Um, but, um, 
Tua Tungalola, Tongue of Viola. It's a good way to wrap the show up, Matt. Seems to be criticized, and I don't know if it's all justified. Uh, you look at his numbers, they're pretty good. Now, wins and losses, probably not so much. But he is, uh, he's come under attack, I think, sometimes unjustly. Yeah. But not when it comes to his new wide receiver. Yeah, so Tyreek Hill, who's now the highest-paid wide receiver in NFL history, um, traded from the Kansas City Chiefs to Miami. Um, he has a new podcast, and he did a, his first episode on uh, It Needed to Be Said, and he clearly had some things to say. Uh, one, he thought that he purposefully or that that Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Reed were not throwing him the ball enough in Kansas City because they didn't want him to get the stats uh that he was capable of putting up because Kansas City didn't want to pay him the amount of money that he thought he deserved and this was all a money thing like if I'm if I'm Miami in Miami fan or Miami uh front office and I hear this stuff I am deeply concerned because Tyreek Hill is all about one thing, Tyreek Hill. And um, and then he, he went on to say in the podcast uh, that Patrick, or I'm sorry, that Tua, and he's now been with Tua for all of, you know, 14 padless practices or something, you know, just uh, going against air. He said that Tua is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Let's so let's, uh, let's 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 sort of take a pause here. Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's MVP, won a Super Bowl. Uh, Tua is the guy who got benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick when they needed to push the ball down the field. <laughs> I mean, look, this is this is, and I hope Tua succeeds. I, I really do, but this is doing no favor for Tua. The fact that Tyreek Hill is coming out and saying that uh, that he's more accurate than Patrick Mahomes, even though Tyreek Hill never played in a single game uh, with Tua, not one. And uh, look, I mean, this is it, 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 it does reinforce that this is a make or break year for Tua. They have surrounded him with all sorts of weapons. You know, arguably the the two fastest players in the NFL play for him now, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle uh, have a really good tight end. Uh, they've upgraded the offensive line, and uh, you know this is this is Tua's last chance. And uh, I, I think so. This season is his last chance. Before, uh, if if he struggles, then I, I think Miami will move on from him. And uh, I, I, of course, all of us here in Alabama who who got to know Tua, we certainly uh, respect him so much. He's a really good kid and uh, a family person, and um, you know, just does all the right things. Never gets in trouble. And, um, but, you know, unfortunately he had that serious injury and he hasn't been the same, Matt, quite since then. And, uh, look, I'm rooting for him, but again, I I don't think Tyreek Hill did him any favors. Well, and why throw shade on a guy that helped you win a Super Bowl or you helped him win a Super Bowl, but that's on your team that by all accounts is a really good guy. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know why you would do that. And you're right. He is not doing Tua any favors at all by the comparison to begin with, and not to mention the fact that he said he's better or more accurate, I guess is what he said. But um, 
He didn't do Matt Moore any favors either by saying he was 10 times more accurate than Matt Moore. And Matt Moore once threw him for 150 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. So, um, and, and you said something that I guess I really haven't thought about, um, but Tyreek Hill is about Tyreek Hill. And this shows it. Uh, you yeah. Know, you know, sometimes just hush. And by the way, if he's 5'10, I'm six foot eight. Do you think he, I mean, they list him as 5'10. And you remember why he dropped so much in the draft is because of uh, some really poor behavior and poor decisions he made in college. Um, at, but, Liv- at Livingston, West Alabama? Or did he make them and then go to West Alabama? I, I, uh, I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking. These are, these are rhetorical. I need to answer these myself. Yeah. No. He. He. Uh, there's a reason he dropped in the draft. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just. Um, I, I don't know if there's a quarterback in the NFL who is under more pressure this season than Tua. And uh, gosh, we're so far away now from tank for Tua. Uh, because he was thought to be this generational talent uh, before the injury. Uh, and I, I just, I, I hate what happened. And I, I remember where I was. It was one of those injuries. You remember where you were. I mean, I, I was doing a, a book signing down in Montgomery, and uh, my phone just lit up like, hey, two is really hurt, really, really hurt. And uh, I, I just hated that. But, um, you know, he was still able to be, I think, uh, what, picked fifth or sixth overall. And, um, you know, the Dolphins, they're sticking with him, even though we have all these reports that they were trying to get Tom Brady for a year. And it, it, there's so many reports that they were ready to move on from Tua. How could you move on from him after t- just two seasons? The, the sample size is way too, it's he way make too it, small. Brady. That's what yeah. Gonna do. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it will be interesting. Like I said, I think Tua is going to be the most scrutinized quarterback in the NFL, and he needs to get off to a good start. Uh, Otherwise, uh, it could be a long season because the expectations for that offense in Miami are very high because they spent a lot of money, the front office did, in uh, bringing in Tyreek Hill and others to support Tua. Well, he's got the tools to do it. So go Tua. All right. Thank you, Lars. You want to do it again tomorrow? Let's do it, baby. All right, let's do it. And uh, thank you to Josh and Joe and Hardy as well. Hi, this is Wes McLoon.